need to submit to you today that if you are in distress, your world is falling apart, God is up to something. Dr. Tony Evans says the Lord is ready to work with you in your trials, but first, He needs your attention. God wants to communicate with His people in the midst of their distress so that in their insufficiency, they can discover His total sufficiency. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. We've all wrestled with the question at one time or another, why do bad things happen to good people? Today, Dr. Evans turns to the story of Jacob to help us better understand God's plan. Let's join him. We find Jacob in Genesis 28 hurting real bad. He has grown up in a family with sibling rivalry. That verse 41 of chapter 27 says, So Esau bore a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are near, then I will kill my brother Jacob. Now that's not quite the place you want to come home to when your brother is out to kill you. In fact, it was Jacob's mother who told him to run for his life in verse 42 of chapter 27 because your brother is out to kill you. And so we find Jacob who had stolen the blessing from his brother Esau on the run, running for his life. Dejected, in fact, his own words in Genesis chapter 35, verse 3 is, I was in distress looking back on this moment. Sibling rivalry, he was mama's baby boy. He was a trickster by personality, by nature. And when you are in distress like that, when the rug of life has been pulled out from underneath you. You need some assurance that God is still in the neighborhood. He is a fugitive from his family under the threat of death, in distress. There is no one out there to help him. When you're like that, you need to know God is somewhere nearby. Verse 10 of chapter 28 says, Then he departed. Bathsheba toward Haran, and he came to a certain place, spent the night there because the sun had set. As best as I can determine by looking and reviewing at maps, he's about 50 miles out. Now, that's a lot of territory to cover in one day when you don't have a car. But when you're scared, you can make some mileage. It was at a certain place. In fact, that word is used regularly, the place. The end of verse 11 calls it that place. When he lays down at night, and one of the great events of the Bible is recorded 
in that place. For this would be the place where he would no longer know of God secondhand. See, some of us are living a secondhand life and have a secondhand testimony. Some of us have secondhand experiences because God for us is still a secondhand God. I can guarantee you that God one day is going to take you to that place. That place when things aren't good. That place when you are in distress because he wants to give you a first-hand experience. But you see, in order for you to arrive at that place, he's going to have to strip you first, break you, thin you out so that you discover unless God comes through, you won't make it. See, some of us aren't at that place yet. We're at a place, not that place. See, at this certain place, it was the place when if God didn't break through, he was a dead man walking. At that place. At this place is where you are stripped of all of your resources, totally exhausted in your spirit, And it says he laid his head on a stone. Now you got to be real tired to make a stone your pillow because that's not the most comfortable place to sleep. While he's laying down, he has a vision in that place. Verse 12 says he had a dream and behold, a ladder was set on the earth with its top reaching heaven And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. In an ordinary place, he lays down to do an ordinary event, sleep. But he is about to have an extraordinary experience. Because it's in this certain place that he has a vision of God. When life has totally stripped you, when all of your resources have run completely out, when you are gripped by fear, frustration, because everywhere you turn turns against you, you're in a good position because you're in a certain place. It says that as he fell asleep in the darkness, He had a dream of a ladder that had been placed on earth. He says he saw angels going up and angels coming down. Busy angels. Some coming up, some going down. At the top of the ladder, it says, was the Lord. But verse 13 says, and the Lord stood above it. It says this was a dream. He closes his eyes, goes to sleep. He sees a ladder. Now, what do you do with a ladder? A ladder gains you access to something too high for you to get at on your own. I mean, you go in your garage and you pull out a ladder because there's something you can't reach on your own. If you could reach it on your own, you'd probably do it by yourself. But you go get a ladder because you can't get there 
on your own. Anybody here have anything in your life you can't get to on your own? You have tried all your human resources and it's just too high. It's outside of your reach. In other words, you need it and you want it, but you can't get to it. The text says in verse 12 that there was a ladder set on the earth. In other words, it was put there by somebody else. Jacob was in a situation he couldn't fix. Facing a problem he couldn't solve. He is in a desperate situation. When he is at his worst, when life is at its worst, this man in his dream sees a ladder placed on earth that connects him to heaven. The ladder represents access. It means that Jacob has now been given by God access to God. But when is he given access to God? When he discovers he can't climb there on his own. It is at the moment of your loss of self-sufficiency that you are positioned to discover God's sufficiency. It is at your moment when you can't make it. God knows you couldn't make it long time ago. It's when you discover you can't make it that you are a great candidate for a great dream. Because when he realized he couldn't make it, he's running off for his life, that he discovers God connecting heaven with earth. He discovered, here it is, God was up to something in the invisible realm, even though his world was falling apart in the visible realm. You see, when we are in distress and our world is falling apart, all we see is what we see. And what we see makes us afraid, puts us in distress, gives us discomfort, that's why you got to be in a certain place. Because in this certain place, God gave him a dream and let him see with spiritual eyes what he couldn't see with physical eyes. And what he saw was not only a ladder that took him from earth to heaven, he saw there was a lot of activity in the invisible that he couldn't see in the visible where angels were taking stuff up and bringing stuff down. I'm here to submit to you today that if you are in distress, your world is falling apart, God is up to something. That the invisible God is doing something that your eyes cannot see, that you cannot perceive of, that is outside of the normal activity of life. Because you're finally in a position of dependency. God wants to communicate with his people in the midst of their distress so that in their insufficiency, they can discover his total sufficiency. Dr. Evans will discuss how God does that with us when he continues our message in just a moment. First, though, I want to tell you about Tony's brand new devotional book, and now you can be one of the first to receive it. It's called Created for Compassion, 
And in it, Dr. Evans takes us on a 30-day journey of discovering ways to cultivate Christ-like compassion in our lives. What we do and say makes a difference in the lives of those we meet. And God has given each of us the ability to encourage others as an ambassador of God's kingdom. When we do that, we not only impact our world, but we also uncover blessings for ourselves. Through Tomorrow Only, we're offering this brand new devotional book packaged along with all seven full-length lessons in Tony's current audio compilation, including messages on dreaming big, trusting God, and overcoming obstacles in life. This collection is called Find the Faith You Need, and it's available along with the Created for Compassion devotional book as our gift and thanks for your donation toward the ministry of Dr. Evans and The Alternative. Take advantage of this exclusive offer right away at TonyEvans.org or call our 24-hour resource request line at 1-800-800-3222 and one of our friendly team members will be happy to help you. Again, this offer ends tomorrow, so visit TonyEvans.org or call 1-800-800-3222 right away. Well, Dr. Evans will return with more of today's message right after this. Calling all pastors and kingdom leaders. Dr. Tony Evans wants you to join him at the Kingdom Leaders Summit. You'll experience unforgettable panel discussions and in-depth teachings from Dr. Evans and others. Discover how to apply God's kingdom principles to your ministry, community, and personal life. There's sessions for pastor's wives, too. The dates are October 3rd through the 6th. Register now at kap2023.com. That's kap2023.com. While God does not use dreams or visions or any such thing today for new revelation, God uses anything he chooses for divine illumination. Now let me explain the difference. Revelation has to do with that divine disclosure of God, where God reveals something, and the Bible makes it clear that God's final word is in his son and in his word. But while God is not giving any new final words, because if he were giving any new final words, it would mean we don't have a final word, he is illuminating his already existing word. That is, turning the light on it so you can see how it applies to you. That's why you can come to church and hear a sermon from one passage and the Holy Spirit applies it in a thousand different ways to a thousand different people because he's taking the revelation and providing personalized illumination. That is, you can see how it relates to where you are. That's why you can say when you come to church, that sermon was for me. Well, actually, I didn't prepare it with you in mind. I prepared it with the church in mind. But the Holy Spirit wanted to talk to you. And so he let you see things related to you. And God can use anything for illumination, even though he has a final word in Revelation. Well, he sees this dream. And there are angels busy carrying out the program of God. Now that brings in the doctrine of angelology. Angelology is the doctrine of angels. Every believer has been assigned an angel. Some of us are so messed up, we probably have a whole bunch of them assigned to us. 
But the Bible declares in Hebrews 1.14 that angels are ministering spirits. They are assigned to us to carry out God's program for our lives in the invisible while we are living our lives in the visible. Every day you get up and live your day's activity, there are angels assigned to you to connect the invisible with the visible. And their job is to take from the visible into the invisible, ascending the ladder, and to bring from the invisible down to the visible, descending the ladder. And he saw them going up and coming down, going up and coming down. What he saw was nonstop activity. Now, what does this mean? It means, Jacob, all the mess in your life, since you were a little baby coming out of your mother's womb, to you coming to this certain place today, I want to let you know all of it has been under my control. The good and the bad and the ugly have all been under my control. This is not a mistake. There's no such thing as luck. There aren't any chance happenings. It's just only now where you're spiritually positioned to see it. The reason why we do not perceive God's work is we're so self-sufficient that we don't need the invisible because we can make it on our own with the visible. That is, till you get to a certain place. When everything is shut down, everything is broken down, everything is rotting in front of you, and if God doesn't show up, you're going to blow up. You're in a certain place there. You're now ready to see what God is up to. In verse 12, he has a dream. He dreams of a ladder, angels going up and down, and the Lord at the top. The question is, how do you know that that dream has meaning for you? As opposed to just being too much pizza the night before. If you think God is telling you something, and he hasn't made it clear yet, either he's not telling you something, or you're not in a position to hear what he's telling you, But it's not that he's unclear. He saw something, verse 12. But then he heard something in verse 13. Whenever what you perceive is confirmed by what God says, it's God talking. He goes from a vision to a voice. And he says, the Lord says, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give it to you and your descendants. He said, I'm the God of your granddaddy. That's Abraham. I'm the God of your daddy. That's Isaac. But I want to be your God too. I don't want you resting on your granddaddy's faith. I don't want you walking around saying, I'm Abraham's grandson. Let me tell you about my granddaddy. Let me rehearse to you the experience my granddaddy had with God when God met him at Ur the Chaldees and told him to come to the land that he was going to show him. Let me tell you about my granddaddy. Let me tell you how God talked to my granddaddy, spoke to my granddaddy, and not only that, let me tell you about my daddy. My daddy was Isaac, and let me tell you even how my daddy let, my God let my daddy to meet his wife, Rebecca, and and all of that. Oh, do we have some stories about my granddaddy. 
when you hit the certain place, it means God is not interested in talking about your granddaddy. He's not interested in talking about your daddy. He wants to know you know him for yourself. That's always the purpose of a certain place. It is to let you experience a first-hand God. It is to stop you from jumping up on everybody else's testimony and give you your own testimony to jump up on. It is designed to let you hear from the voice of God. Listen to what he says. I will give you the land for you and your descendants. He said, look, this goes back to your granddaddy. It's continued with your daddy. I'm going to continue it with you so that your kids can continue it with them. In other words, God always, let me say this again, God always, in case somebody missed it, God always reveals himself with continuity in mind. In other words, God never blesses you just for you. God told his granddaddy, Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to many. He told his daddy, I'm going to take Abraham's blessing, bring it through you so that you can be a blessing to many. He tells Jacob in this passage, I'm going to give you this. And then he says that all the end of verse 14 of the families of the earth may be blessed. Some of us today aren't hearing from God in the certain place because we're not yet ready to be a blessing. We only come to be blessed. As long as you only come to be blessed, you're not going to hear from God. Not because God doesn't want to bless you. He does want to bless you as long as he knows you're ready to be a blessing. You see, Jacob said, bless me. God says, now you're ready to be a blessing so I can bless you. Every time you go to God for something for you, you should ask the question, how can I make it a blessing for somebody else? Because the moment you leave out being a blessing, you lose yourself becoming a candidate for a blessing. You've been praying for things for a long time, haven't heard from God yet, you're not in the certain place. Because in a certain place where God wants to speak, he's going to strip you of your self-sufficiency and what he's going to do is put you in a position to be a blessing, which means he must bless you first. Dr. Tony Evans, helping us understand some of the ways God works in believers' lives. Now, if you've realized or even suspected that you can't do it all yourself, but haven't acknowledged and received the Lord's gift of salvation and help, Dr. Evans would love to lay it out for you. Just visit TonyEvans.org and follow the link that says Jesus. There, Tony will explain God's life-changing offer, what it means to have a real relationship with Christ, and how to be 100% sure about your eternal future. Visit TonyEvans.org to find out more. Well, today's teaching is part of Dr. Evans' current seven-message audio series, Find the Faith You Need. As I mentioned earlier, all the lessons in this compilation can be yours, along with a copy of his brand-new 30-day devotional book, Created for Compassion. We'll send this package your way, along with our thanks 
when you make a donation to help keep these messages coming to this station. But don't wait. This offer ends tomorrow. To get the details, visit TonyEvans.org or call our resource request line anytime today or tomorrow at 1-800-800-3222. That's TonyEvans.org or by phone at 1-800-800-3222. Throughout the ages, some of those who have accomplished the most for God have been those who have been through the worst life has to offer. Tomorrow, Dr. Evans will continue his look at the life of Jacob. I hope you'll join him. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 